This is the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast with Mike Kinnett, a financial planner and estate planning attorney with a master's degree in taxation, and Ryan Herbert, financial and tax planner and six-time five-star wealth management award winner. Now, the Savvy Investor Podcast. Thanks for joining us today here on the Savvy Investor Radio, inspiring you to change the way you think about your retirement. That is Mike and Ryan's job, but they're huffing and puffing because it is tax season. And you guys have been uh, just incredibly busy. How are you guys? Welcome to the weekend. Take a load off. You know, it's it's nice that it's the weekend because we're not chained to our desk doing <laughs> hundreds of tax returns. That's for sure. It's a little break every now and then. We need a little break every now and then. And, you know, the wonderful thing about it is uh, for, for everybody out there who has not done their tax return, they simplified the form. The 1040 is now uh, a half page. The 1040, the front page is a half a page. Mm-hmm. And the the Page two, which is normally a full page, it's a half a page as well. Now, I have to throw a little caveat on there. In order to get the front page and the back page done, even though they simplified those two forms, there are six schedules you have to fill out to get those two pages done, which was just absolutely hilarious that, you know, yep, we delivered on a promise. IRS said we're going to make this more simple for you. They absolutely (laughs) simplified that return for you. Front page, you know, one page front and back, half page. It's absolutely beautiful. Six more pages to get those two pages done. Ouch. Absolutely. Uh, just government bureaucracy at its best. The government devil. bureaucracy at its best. The devil in the details, right? Absolutely. The the details. Absolutely. This month marks the 10th anniversary of the Great Recession. Of course, October 2007 to March 2009, the S&P plummeted nearly 57%. A lot of people got hurt. Mike and Ryan, what lessons can we learn? We're 10 years older, so if we were in our 40s, we're in our 50s now. If we were in our 60s back then, we're in our 70s now, so it's game time. We really cannot take a big loss at this stage of our life. What can we learn? Wait a minute. I misunderstood. There was a drop in the market in the last decade? Oh, yeah, big time. Well, I, I think I missed that because, you know, the way the clients see it now, when they're reading the Morningstar reports, they're getting great returns because 2008's off the table. Doesn't and go 2009 down. 2009 was, yeah. So, yeah, market doesn't go down. It only goes up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't need to worry about it because, look, now it's all back. I mean, at the end of the day, the whole concept should be take the least amount of risk necessary to accomplish your goals. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2008, you know, we were very fortunate. Uh, you know, we, we saw some signals out there. We, we pulled our clients out of the markets pretty early on to the, 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 the downslide. And our clients did not get hurt like they did across the board, you know, mm-hmm. most clients across the board. But, but really, it all starts by having a financial plan so that you can take that worry off the table. If you can design a plan that's set up in such a way that your income needs are being met on a day-to-day basis, who cares? You never take a pay cut for retirement. And isn't that what it's all about? Making sure that each and every week or each and every month you have the money you need to come in. And if the market's dropping 20, 30, 40%, it doesn't impact your day-to-day living. That's what you need to have in play. And and quite frankly, that's what 50-year-olds should have. That's what 60-year-olds should have. That's what 70-year-olds should have. I, I don't care. I don't care how old you are. Your income needs should be met and it should not be subject to the whims of the market. And the, the lesson that people really should learn is what have you done differently? Have you changed anything that you were doing in 2006, 2007, 2008? Did you change anything going out throughout this last decade? Have you prepared yourself for the next potential drop? Because leading up to 2008, nobody ever thought that that really could happen. Not that, like that. Right. That big of a drop that quickly. Certainly, we saw a, a lot of volatility over the past year, 2018. We had a pretty large, significant drop at the end of the year here, but 
What have you done differently? If you're working with a financial advisor, were you with him in 2008? What is he doing different for you now that he wasn't doing in 2008? Are or these questions his, that we should be asking? These are, are questions you should be advisor? asking yourself. These are questions you should be asking your advisor. If his answer in two th- at late this year was the same answer he gave you 2008 is the market comes back, it always does, or my favorite one is it, it's only a, a paper loss mm-hmm. until you sell it, you need to reevaluate what you're doing with your financial future. If you haven't set up your, your assets so that, like Mike said, so that no matter what happens, we've set aside a, a bucket of money so that the day you retire, you start having that monthly paycheck being sent to you each and every month, no matter what happens in the stock market. Once you have that set up, you can be as aggressive as you want to be. You can be as conservative as you want to be with the rest of your money because no matter what happens in the market, right. your retirement lifestyle does not change. If you think about it for just a minute, I had clients come in just last week from the radio and, and it was interesting. You know, One of the things that we looked at when they brought all their documents in for us, we did some reporting and we did some analysis for it. And what we looked at was what was their average rate of return over the last decade? And and we extended that. We didn't go just the last 10 years because to us, that's misleading. Mm-hmm. We actually extended out and said, what happens from January 1st of 2008 all the way through December 31st of 2018? What was that average rate of return? And then we look at what your standard deviation is. And standard deviation is a measurement of risk. It's how you can look at how much risk you're taking in exchange for how much reward you're getting. And and from our philosophy, from our perspective, your returns should always be greater than the risk that you're taking, or at least equal to it. You should not be taking more risk than you're getting returned. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. These clients, they just came in from, like I said, from the radio this last week, their returns were in the 7% range, which over a decade is not a bad rate of return. Mm -hmm. You know, contrary to popular belief, if you go look at the S&P 500 from 2000, January 1st to 2000, to December 31st of 2018, the compounded rate of return, including dividends, is less than 6%. So when you hear all these things about, oh, average rate of returns, all that type of stuff, average rate of returns are immaterial. It's actual returns that count. And there's a big difference. And we teach that at our workshop. We show you exactly why looking at average rate of returns is so misleading. I mean, think about this for just a minute. If the market is down 50% one year, and then the next year, you're up 50%. What's your average rate of return, Michael? Uh, zero. Down 50 plus? Yeah. But if you had $100,000 and you dropped 50, right? Because 50% down. Mm-hmm. And the next year you went back up 50. How much money do you have? Yeah, 100000 went down to 50. You went back up 50%. So you're at 75. Yep. What's your actual rate of return? Well, probably uh, you'd be at 75000 So I don't know what the percentage is. On yeah, that. yeah. If you lost 20, your actual return is down 25%. Down 25%. But, but you know what? You're going to get some slip of paper that says your average return is zero. I'm not happy with that average rate of return of zero when I just lost twenty five grand. I don't understand how that happens on paper. I don't understand why people are misled by that. People misunderstand those numbers all the time, which is what we teach at these workshops. But these clients that came in, we were showing them that, you know, look, you have to take into account 2008 Mm -hmm. because here's what happens. About every seven years, we have that drop and it's 38.9%. And so if you're 55 or 60 years old, you're going to have four, five, maybe six more of those. Wow. 40% drops. And can you afford to have those as you're entering into or going through retirement? And and I would suggest, you know, even if you can afford them, why would you want them? Non-investors have missed out on the longest ever bull market in U.S. stocks during which the S&P grew more than quadruple. 
is it bad? Obviously, we don't want to be all out of the market. What you guys are talking about is be in a position where you can take advantage of the ups of the market, but not take uh, a hit when the market goes down. That's really where we want to be. Is that not uh, correct, Ryan? Well, that's pretty much what anybody wants. Most people, when they come in, they say, I want all the upside in the market and none of the downside. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) you can have that. There's a lot of strings attached. But that's kind of that, that perfect world scenario that everybody wants. And that's what Mike and I try to give our clients by creating the, the retirement income plans for them. We take their assets, we set aside spe- a specific amount to create the exact amount of income that you need to have mm-hmm. each and every month. We protect that money from the market so that no matter what happens, the stock market drops 30, 40, 50%. You have that $5,000 a month that you need to live on every single month. The other money that you don't have set aside for income, like I say, that can be as risky as you want it to be or as conservative as you want it to be. As Mike said, we took defensive measures towards the end of 2007, early on 2008, so our clients did not see those huge drops. Nowhere close compared to what the overall market was. Have you guys seen that where perhaps somebody came in and they got nervous uh, in you know, 2007, 2008, 2009, and they took their money out of the market, maybe you know, put it underneath the mattress, so to speak, and they've just missed out on this just enormous uh, bull market that we've had since? Well, obviously that happens for some clients. And to be candid, I specifically remember a client, I had to fight him tooth and nail to get him to go back into the market Mm -hmm. in March of 2009. You know, our indicators, it was just happen chance. You know, our indicators on March 9th said it's time to start going back in the market. Now, you know, in hindsight, I wish we would have put all our clients' money back in the market on March 9th. We dollar cost averaged back in the market. We were still a little skittish like everybody else, you know, a little shell shocked. I mean, we had a phenomenal rate of return in 2008. And eight. And just like in 2018, when we saw the market starting to turn against us and we became very defensive in November and December, we didn't experience those 15 and 20 percent drops that some parts of the market experienced because we've made the decision that buy and hold works really well when the stock market is going up. Mm -hmm. But buy and hold stinks wholeheartedly, especially if you're in retirement, when the market is crashing. You know, my grandfather gave me great words of advice when I was very young. He said, never fry bacon naked. And my mom, t- my mom told me that when you get out in the ocean, if you get caught up in a riptide, don't fight it, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why advisors tell clients over and over again, don't worry about the downside. It's only paper losses. It'll come back. I mean, I think that any advisor that tells you that, you should get up, kick them in the shins, and leave. There is no <laughs> excuse for huge market losses as you're going into or going through retirement. It just doesn't make sense. You don't need to take the risk at this point in your life. You've saved what you need. And I'm telling you right now, and this is a conversation we had with Ed just just the other day, last just Friday afternoon, we were having this conversation with a client and, and we were trying to explain to him that you have enough money, we're averaging about 6% on our investments. And the reality is, is you're not going to spend more money just because you make more money. And that's the reality. People don't spend more just because they make more but they will spend less if they take a pay cut because the markets are dropping and you do not want to be in that position. I don't care if the market zooms for another 10 years or if we actually see a drop in the next two or three or we see them every seven years like they historically have happened. You will take a pay cut and you will slow down spending money if you are experiencing those market drops. 
take that off the table. Give us a call. Sit down with us. Come into the office. Let us show you how to create those income streams that you and your spouse can't outlive. We're going to show you how much risk you're taking. We're going to talk to you about fees, how to allocate and protect yourself against the downside of the market. We're going to talk about estate planning, long-term care. We're going to look at your homeowner's insurance, your automobile insurance. We're talking true financial planning and taxes. It's all about taxes. doesn't matter how much money you make. It's how much you keep at the end of the day. And if you can't join us, if you can't actually come into the office anytime soon because your schedule just doesn't permit it, you have to get to these workshops that we have coming up. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast brought to you by ProStatus Financial. For more info on Mike and Ryan to schedule a consultation or upcoming workshop and radio showtimes, go to thesavvyinvestortv.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Mike Kinnett and Ryan Herbert are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products. Insurance licensed in Maryland.